we're back. It's a, it's another week. We missed last week. I apologize for that. I'm not that sorry. It's kind of out of my hands, but I do apologize. You know, all things considered. I had a streak going, but you know what? So did a lot of people. Cal Ripken had that consecutive game streak. Did that make him the best player ever? No. Pretty good, though. <laughs> Just start reading his stats again. I love when... You know, you know how I love that. We slowly read Cal Ripken's stats. 162 games yeah. in 1985. Yeah. Was- 162 games in 1986. It's a- 100... Somehow that's worse than when you put like three consecutive things in the show that uh, you, neither of us have anything to say about, and then I just boredly go, "Yeah, yeah," like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do verified media. You want to talk about Aubrey Huff? Yeah. You know, I've actually not watched this yet, so I'm just aware that everyone's mad at him, or not mad, but is uh, sick of him. Yeah. This is no less than I expect from Aubrey Huff. But here, this. You ready? You know, I miss the days where athletes entertained us in the arena. You know, if I have to hear about one more team or organization that refuses to go to the White House, I think I'm going to fucking puke. You know, I had the honor of going to the White House twice in my career. And at the time, President Barack Obama was there. And I wasn't necessarily an Obama fan. I didn't like his policies. And a matter of fact, I didn't even vote for him. But I put my ego aside and went, because why? It was an honor to go to the White House, to experience the rich history of our nation. And today's athletes, man, I'm so sick of them pretending to be so oppressed and being these social justice warriors. Please, for the love of God, athletes, just entertain us. And gosh, I got to tell you, ESPN, it goes double for you. Can you please just report sports? I beg you. I pretty, pretty please, I beg you. So uh, that's part of the I uh, I think that's the new Nick DiPaolo special. I don't think that. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry, I played the wrong video. Yeah, <laughs> here's the real one. No, yeah, Aubrey Huff slurs. Uh, any anybody who ever listened to our previous podcast, Sports Online, Aubrey Huff sucks. Nobody listens to Sports Online. No, we had nearly dozens of people. The me- uh, the metrics were off. It told us we had hundreds. <laughs> uh, Aubrey Huff, I know him from starting a Kickstarter for his fucking book uh, three years ago. The opening scene of the Kickstarter like video is him driving a hundred and fifty thousand dollars sports car and then asking a bunch of people for money to fund his fucking book. I think we I'm sure we looked up exactly how much Aubrey Huff made in his life, and I'm sure it was enough to uh, fund a book. Number one, number two, um, he also yeah is a, a major league baseball player that won uh, the World Series twice. If he had anything worth saying, I'm sure he could have gotten a book deal if he you know, wanted. He, like, talks about, like, I mean, like, the idea of him talking about, like, anxiety, you know, it's a normal thing. Like, I don't hate that, but I hate him. The book industry doesn't want to hear it from me. Famous conservative Aubrey Huff. He shows off, like, in this fucking video, he shows off his his fucking, like I said, $100,000 sports car easy. Um, Not that I know anything about cars. It might be a $20,000 car for all I fucking know. And then he shows off his Babe Ruth baseball and all of his like World Series memorabilia and all this stuff that's signed by all these people. And then he asked for a bunch of money. I remember being very mad about how he was calling people out for not being rich and how he was rich. But still, as, as I've noted, uh, asking for money. Nobody ever got rich by writing checks, Brendan. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. Because uh, here's the thing. You know, it's not, it's not what you spend. What you hold? It's what you say. Can I hold five dollars? No. Okay. Because then, where would then then what would become my five dollars? I was testing you. Well, what would become? I have a whole plan for your five dollars. 
I'm going to get a, a, a pint of ice cream with it. Good luck with, yeah. with the charges, the, 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 the prices they're charging over a gourmet affair. The city tax, you know, on that. That's I mean, right. Close to $7. You want to hear uh, Joe Theismann talk about Dwayne Hoskins very briefly? He, uh, yes. Okay. That was, you know, I was going to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Theismann re- reacting to a guy saying that. Exactly. How when Joe Theismann got Theismann. his leg broken in half, they should have just left him there. Your leg's not supposed to do that. Maybe they didn't they teach you that in Washington. They should have just let it heal that way and just left him for, and then you just have to roll around on the ground for the rest of his life. Limps Theismann the rest of his career. Let's hear some Game of Thrones characters as NFL players. I'm going to run through these real quick because I know you don't give a shit, but this is all really bad. Well, I have a lot of thoughts about Game of Thrones okay. now because I spend all day on Twitter, so I have I've absorbed everyone else's opinions, and I'm ready to present them as my own. Oh, well, perfect. That's what everybody does about this fucking show. So you're, you fit right in. We got Eli Manning as Bran Stark because they both sit there looking uh, blankly ahead. Fair enough. Uh, Cersei Lannister is Tom Brady. I don't quite understand that. It's bad. That's why Varys is Bill Belichick, which he's, I guess. Who? Varys is the bald guy who got burned alive last week. He's supposed to be like a mastermind. Oh, I don't. I don't think I know who he is. This man. Look, that could be anybody. I, I could. Uh, Daenerys Targaryen is Roger Goodell. I hate that. I'm, I not for no other reason than always I, walking around telling he's not, he's people not a football to bend player, is he? the knee. She loves power more than anything and is willing to do whatever it takes to get it and keep it. And yet, people were so shocked. Uh, when she uh, uh, burned King's Landing. Mm. You knew the name, too. I did, yeah, because I've been reading tweets. I've read 5,000 tweets about how it's an attack on feminism. Oh, yeah, that was tough. It's That rules, honestly. <laughs> the p- people who keep tweeting, I can't stop crying because uh, because the their proxy for Hillary Clinton let them down. Who could imagine? Was that the Khaleesi was the proxy for Hillary Clinton? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because well, it was just like, uh no uh uh Candace I I I stint, I, I thought it was Alston but apparently it's an I in her name her saying that like that the writers room is clearly full of Trump people because they're just using this to reinforce his policies of burning down King's Landing uh yeah this is this is this is where my Game of Thrones fandom just makes me sick just everybody shut up please I don't need any more opinions on Game of Thrones at all. I, I really love people being this hurt and disappointed by it because um, it's like the, the, all the people who would tell you that sports are stupid and that like why would you care about like this like who cares it's yeah. a game just like just like you could have just read the books and never said a word about it to anybody but then you you <laughs> I said all of the uh, Funko Pop and commemorative Oreo dipshits are so hurt by all this it's a queen. They choose a, a a force of good initiative. Well, her evil turn is is like if that's actually planned, it's actually it's probably going to go down much better. Uh, when I never get the books, as oh. I I've, I've made peace. My younger brother showed me a, a picture of a, a a book that just came out by George R. R. Martin. It's just another fucking book that he edited. That he edited. <laughs> Did you just hear me just like double down on edited there? Edited, edited, edited. dead. Uh, yeah, I'm never getting that book. 
Uh, John Snow is Drew Brees. They both got hurt at some point. Uh, Le'Veon yeah, Bell yeah. is the Hound. Who, and let me give credit to this guy on GrandOldSports.com. Dan Coover. You know what? This can't be the only one of these. No. We should have uh we should have uh, really compiled the, uh, the list. Compiled them. I'll do that for next week. We also should have checked um The Night King is Big I Ben. I cannot use this microphone. It just keeps falling down. Uh we we should also just uh check them against one another to see which ones are just out and out plagiarized. That that could be more work. But, study in superstar. Yeah. Uh, dude, there's NBA ones as well, obviously. Mel Saunders, Odell Beckham Jr. I'm gonna we're gonna leave off on this one, and I'm gonna tell you about a Georgia sprinter who got fucking impaled last week. I've heard about this, but I haven't seen it. And uh, there's nothing to see. Okay, I'm just gonna read the uh, the quote. According to police reports, the javelin was sticking out of the field at an angle. It went through Elijah's back. He immediately went down, and his teammates packed the area with gauze until he could be rushed to a hospital for emergency surgery. The javelin reportedly went straight through Godwin's body and punctured his lung. Medical personnel had to saw off the piece sticking out of his back to get him into the ambulance, but the front piece of the javelin was still in his chest. Punctured lung, fine. He was running backwards doing a drill, and he stumbled into a javelin sticking out of the ground at like a 45-degree angle. That's all she, That should have been all she wrote. What was, it, what was it doing there? Uh, well, you know, these are high school kids, not, not known for their sound decision-making. That's right. Except for packing the wound with gauze. They did a good job there. I'm glad that this uh, never happened to me in high school. I the sure. embarrassment of getting high school is different these days, impaled. though. No one would, people won't make fun of you for that sort of thing anymore. It's gentler. It's a gentler time. Uh, you sent me this picture of the our boys at the Kentucky Derby. Um, we got the actual tweet up here. The Wolf Pack lives on with Tom Brady and Jimmy G. And who's Jacoby? I don't give a shit, dude. Hoyer, Paxton Lynch. All the boys made it out for the Kentucky Derby. Um, and Brady captioned it with La Familia, which is the um, ah. a catchphrase of dumbasses. <laughs> um, good, the internet is good. And like um, here's the thing. You, 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 want, a, you want a real uh, Game of Thrones uh, uh, connection to sports? So bad. If we could have those dragons really kill a bunch of people... I can really not think of a better time than doing it at Churchill Downs. That's like 150,000 of the worst people alive gone so fast. <laughs> it, save the horses. The horses just... You, the horses will ha- will be better off dead the way that they're treated. What other event? There's, what, a, that, what other there's that racetrack we... in, in California. I think it's Santa Anita um, that like 20 some horses have died yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, we don't really want we Don't really, really like really, horses. Really rather we not talk about how all the horses who keep dying. Because apparently something that they're giving them uh, it, like keeps dehydrating them. So they just die. <laughs> they think about just giving them water. Probably just give them some water. What other events could be burned to the ground? I think I think the Kentucky Derby gets that, the 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 most bad people at once. It really would be. It's maybe like I remember that infamous time we watched the Social Network, and you wanted to run through the like the Harvard like yachting like Dad Vale Regatta uh, with a broadsword, famously. Yeah, that's got to be pretty high percentage too. People who want to watch rowing. Doors are locked from the outside. <laughs> And it's just me and a sword, and it's just all them. Just a bunch of ro- like third tier royalty. <laughs> the cousin of a cousin who's I'm in the line of succession, technically speaking. 
You can tell everybody at the bar that as well. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I think the first time I ever said something like that, I was just like, what if I went on this when they're pitching a Geico commercial and they're thinking of what the gecko should say and I just and they just hear my just screams as I come just comes running in and I've got a sword and they're just not ready but it's it's the uh it was still never done better than the prospector tweet the um yeah yeah I've I've read it out in the show many times uh let's turn this shale oil into sale oil bump stock fire gets closer the Arizona Cardinals got yelled at for watching Game of Thrones and tweeting about it. Yeah, I don't see... You know what? I don't need the brands to tweet about this sort of thing. Well, they they need engagement, Brendan. Yeah. That's number one. Brand sentience. But why a professional football team needs to be tweeting about... like? And again, imagine these meetings. Imagine where they're like telling the social media team, like, guys, we're not even talking about Game of Thrones. And you... And look... We just drafted number one, and you're not going to try to tie this together. The biggest TV event of the year. Look at me. Do you want the Arizona Cardinals? What are we even paying you for? Do you want to fuck us? Are you trying? Do you want us to just die? Nobody's talking about the Arizona Cardinals right now. They're not. Guys are punching holes in walls because there's no uh, Kyler Murray Game of Thrones tie-in just yet. So y'all watching GOT after drafting a new franchise QB after going three and thirteen? That's the general sentiment, and I think that this guy also needs to shut up unnecessary well because you know it's not larry fitzgerald well i, I know that well that's the the that's the guy who t- told muhammad el nenny that it's not an elite mentality to be having uh, yeah. kids in the middle of the season but um but there's also uh i i think you're allowed to yell at the organization as a whole in this regard like i know that you rationally know that the the people who are writing these tweets are not the same people who are studying tape, but it's annoying enough that I think you're allowed to accuse them of being that person. I I, I support this bad faith attack on All the right. social media team. Okay, I got no problems with that. That's fine. Uh, we're gonna switch to verified media. Said, I just want to rip off second clap. Yeah. Oh my god! You believe that? Second clap. S- second clapton's. That would actually write that down. That's good. We're gonna second keep that Clapton. second clapton since the Eric Clapton uh, podcast. <laughs> it requires some knowledge of the main Irish sports podcast, Second Captains, to to get to for it to be funny, to be like fully appreciated. Sure. To, be to get it on m- multiple levels, it is, yeah, because it's it's funny on its own. Just Second clap. If you said like I have an Eric Clapton podcast, it's called Second Clapton. That's funny. Yeah, that's that is funny on its own. Yeah, that's my fake podcast now. We can. That's our uh, um, our tedious uh, April Fool's joke. We tell people to go out and 
subscribe to the Patreon for Second Claptons. If someone's taking this joke already, I will kill myself. I'm going to just Google Second Claptons. I think we're, I don't know. I don't immediately see anything. Second clap, put, put the S on there and put it in quotes. Oh, we're good. This is available. Second Claptons. Second Claptons. There we go. Dismal Tide is over. Yeah, I'm thrilled with this. <laughs> I can't play an instrument, so I'm <laughs> my my Mondays are freed up. No, we don't. Uh, we don't talk about. Uh, we don't. We don't play anything. We just. Uh, we we just talk about um, all Eric Clapton moments. Every episode is a different Eric. Clapton we talk about how he couldn't remember the concert for Tibet because he was on so much cocaine. Oh, poor guy. Liverpool saying just Arya Arya Stark to Barcelona, which is good. I like when brands get in there. Oh, that's Jordan Schultz saying that about Liverpool. That's not a brand. That's a guy. That's a man. Yeah, he's a man. Corporations are people, my friend. They are people. Dave Portnoy absolutely got into it. He's He's not verified, but the stinger, the Columbus Blue Jackets mascot is. Portnoy? Okay. Yeah, uh, Portnoy, he's mad about some Bruins uh, stuff because, I mean, I guess he should be. That's his brand. Um, and uh, Stinger told him to stick to pizza. And um, then Portnoy, I think, unironically asked him to fight. And th- again, this is uh, unchecked alcoholism from an extremely divorced man. Oh, boy. What'd you do? I didn't do anything. This sucks, though. <laughs> what's next it's your the, the once a metro guy who I have no idea who it is <laughs> once a metro is the SB Nation um, uh, blog uh, I, for someone who's probably criminally underpaid um, and he has just been as the Red Bull season continues to be bad um, the their entire social media presence has just been him melting down in different ways just um he's been doing a whole bit about how he's not respected by his father um just a bunch of insane fake trades um which uh, without context for who these people are isn't very funny uh it's really hard to make a joke about mls players yeah nobody gets it cuz you really and like that it's a joke we're getting cyf okay thank you yeah <laughs> i it sounds fu- it sounds funny though it sounds funny <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I know who Kaku is. Hey, I know all go. the I know all the Red Bulls guys. We got our first Donald Trump tweet in here. Yeah, first official. Well, submission. I did undercut this by leading the show with a Trump tweet. Which, um, if how I, could you have known? I couldn't have known. I mean, and also maybe you could have. And the worst part about it was that whoever had replied to me had deleted it, which oh, really annoying. Oh, I really want to know what it said because I think it would have been someone calling me an idiot and being like, oh, there's, yeah, so you think that your God, Trump, uh, is right about tariffs? And I, I put, and I probably would have said yes because I had to commit to the bit. You fighting with resistance people would be good. Agree. Um, I, I think when, uh, whenever Trump, like, some of my favorite things are, are when he tweets, like, some inane stuff about tariffs and then a bunch of people pretend to understand what he what he is saying you get yeah, i don't know anything you get that. all these qanon people who are just like that's right sir but like, is it and just like i don't know enough to tell you it's not but i don't think you know enough to tell me it is i know that you don't know what's going on 
Uh, has anyone noticed that all the Boston Red Sox have done is win since coming to the White House? Others also have done very well. The White House visit is becoming the opposite of being on the cover of Sports Illustrated. By the way, the Boston players were great guys. As you know, the Sports Illustrated jinx, that classic thing that people definitely still talk about. Not a, a relic from 2003. Right. And has it, has it officially been broken by now? I think it's happened. I think it's happened. Uh, and, of course, the Madden curse, the other bad one that players still talk about and care about. I just don't understand the appeal of... Uh, I know that it's a tradition at Sports Illustrated, but picking a team that's going to win any championship months in advance feels like um, a bad idea. And I know it gets people talking, but it just... Uh, just it, it's going to just make you look like an asshole. Yeah, there's something to be said for just, like, analysis, and I don't know. I guess all these writers that all they do is look at baseball all year. You ask, you know, informed people of their opinion on who's going to win. I don't have a huge problem with it, but, like, the entire television structure of ESPN is based on predicting what's going to happen, and, like, it's just really annoying. But I... Trump definitely gave the Red Sox players advice, though, right? He was a baseball player. Yeah, so he he almost like certainly... George like George Costanza in that Seinfeld episode. Yeah, you won the World Series in five games. I think it was in six. I think the joke is in six. Ah, I couldn't... It was five or six. I couldn't... Hey, we won the World Series. In six games. <laughs> but I think he, him giving just very generic advice, I think him telling Chris Sale that you got to paint the corners would be excellent. I see you out there. You're pretty good, but... Just had no idea who Chris Sale is. He's just never seen him before in his life. It's absolutely no idea. Do you want to talk about this late Firefest promo? Yeah. I, anytime minor league baseball comes up, I want to talk about okay. it because it pisses me off so much. I haven't read this story in a little while. Look, so I, I 100% right understand why minor league baseball teams need to do stupid shit all the time, and it's because no one should care. When you like, yeah, it's terminal, interminable. It's just another eternal season right next to the Major League Baseball season with worse players. And hey, they're learning. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's just it's just, it's a bunch of guys trying the best they can, but it really puts to the test um, things that like my grandfather would say when he would complain about players being overpaid, and then just saying like, "I'd watch uh, uh, high school if it was on." Just like no, you wouldn't. I'm just in it for good fundamentals. You're not and and by the way, uh, you're not going to get much good fundamentals in a in any sort of youth game. And so minor league baseball, it's it's an extremely boring season where the stakes are basically non-existent because winning a Triple A World Series is completely meaningless because all anyone's all you're there to do is develop talent. Your best if if your players are really really good, they will get called up in the middle of the season or traded for yeah. better pros. Yeah, imagine having like a contending AAA team and they just take all your players to like sit on the bench. Oh, at the they major just league they level. just gut your team right before the playoffs <laughs> would be really funny. They do constantly. Yeah, and you know what? That's just what it is. Like, I I every single minor league title has been swung by September call ups. <laughs> it has to. It's such a big part of it. It's the it's the equivalent of in fantasy, uh, when the final week is week seventeen and all the starters get rested. Yeah, fuck fuck you to my my commissioner, refusing to bend on that. That's um, right. 
So anyway, we say all this to say the Columbus Fireflies, the Columbus Fireflies, who exist, the single A affiliate of who? The New York Mets. The New York Metropolitan had Fire Festival night. Uh, they, I'm sorry, I'm just leafing through this article as we go. There were ten dollar cheese, sa- there were cheese sandwiches and ten dollar bottles of water at the concession stands. A petting zoo filled with tiny toy pigs. And they said that these are wild animals, which is great. A lot of draw rule was played. There was unclaimed luggage. There was an unclaimed luggage area and sold out VIP villa that was just a tent with an air mattress. Um, and they gave away Apple products uh, like Apple oatmeal and Apple slices. How are you feeling about this fire festival, Mike Knight? Um, Knight Mike. Well, my grievance is that the fire festival actually happened two years ago, and that even the documentary is six months old at this point. So. Uh, I feel like everything that can uh, be said or can be joked about with all of this is uh, completely done. Yes. It is an exhausted premise. It's complete. It's over. Um, more to that, and um, I I don't know about the people who show up to minor league baseball. And I, again, I know that it's not to appeal to the eighty-year-old men who go alone to keep score. Um, it is to try to get people out who would otherwise be at home watching Netflix. Sure. But, this is but it sucks. It's not funny. It's, I will say. It's boring. I know that they actually put a lot of work into the, the uh, everything, and they did really think about the details, but it's still not funny. The one thing that I did like out and of this. What I would do is I would call it in a suspicious package on that pile of luggage. <laughs> Just ruin the whole night. I'm just going to tank the whole thing. <laughs> I'm not going down for this. I'm calling a bomb. I saw someone leave a bag in the pile of bags. Could be any he one looked of them. Pakistani. Anyway, good luck on your big night. The uh, The one thing I did like was that they said there was going to be a fireworks display. And then there was just 10, 10 people with sparklers. And I think if you did that and not on Fire Festival night, that would make me laugh. If you just trolled people about fireworks and just didn't have fireworks, that just lying to people would be very funny to me. That could be good. Fireworks asterisks. Um, also, which uh, what country do you think you should mention to most anger Columbus police uh, who have famously uh, shot uh, plenty of people? Um or at least put them in plenty of chokeholds. If you were... what, what? Saudi or Pakistani, I have no problem with that. <laughs> I have no problem with that. I think uh, uh, you, you want to get them out the quickest, I think. I, I think you just can just say, like, um, you just uh, pronounce it Muslim, and that way you, you they know that you're speaking the same language. I saw a guy leave a bag. I think he's a Muslim, and they would just go, oh, my God. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think I think you might be overthinking it if you just don't say black. Just like anything that a black guy does, I think they're going to come running. Imagine no, but imagine being a uh completely neck- yeah, necklace Columbus cop. Bomb. You are um you're wearing your wraparound Oakleys inside and you're just sitting there just uh typing on a computer ext- with your Oakleys. Your on. Extremely thick wrists. Just keep hitting the space bar uh as you try to as you try to type up your report. Um, about how you tactically ascertained that someone run, had run a stop sign and you get the opportunity to foil a terrorist attack. The thing that you really wanted to do the most. It's not about protecting and serving. Thank you, sir. It's about uh, getting to live out. Uh, it, this is 
for one the once in your life. You're gonna today's your day to be Jack Bauer, and you're gonna go down and save the. <laughs> you're gonna go down and save the third biggest sports team in town. Everyone's gonna well fourth you. during uh, uh, Ohio State season, I guess. And if you want to count even their big sports, you can move it down to maybe the sixth or seventh. It's up there. It's pretty low. Look, if all right, if you're a Columbus cop, obviously you want to foil a terrorist attack at an Ohio State game and not at the Columbus Fireflies game. But you take what you can get. I'm just happy to serve. And if you heard a Muslim had dropped a bag off in the fire festival, and again, this is this is and this is someone who'd done their research, of course. Because they know that that's yeah, the place to fire. Play. They know that they're going to have a ton of people that's out because it's so much fucking fun to go to Firefest night. That's fun. Yeah, it's fucking fun. You're absolutely right. We uh, ascertained that the uh, suspect dropped a dropped yeah. a suitcase. Tactically ascertained is very funny. Uh, tell me about the Wizards owner trying to reunite Fugazi. I don't know anything about this. The Wizards owner is trying to uh, reunite Fugazi and wants him to play um, the Wizards arena. I don't know anything about Fugazi. Is this like ever going to happen? Are they ever getting back together? No, uh, for a multitude of reasons. Um, but uh, I <laughs> Fugazi played a bunch of places. I think mainly that didn't even have a stage. So I don't think they've ever played an arena before. Um, they've not played anywhere since I believe 2003. Um, and I think now with um, ticket resale uh, being the way that it is, they would never play again specifically for that reason. Fugazi shows were always supposed to be uh, basically as cheap as they possibly could. They operated on a slightly above break even. This sounds All like a time. very Mike band. Um, they're on the back of their records. It had a price that it says like this is not to be sold for more than four ninety nine. Hmm. Did they? Did record stores actually? I don't know how. Like, I don't know how like often that was. Sam I don't Goody. Know, I don't know how often that was honored. Um, but like that, they put it on there that way. Um, like uh, they were told like sometimes that their shows like the box office is charging $15 and Ian McKay would go down there and argue with them about it. And, um, in the words of, uh, uh, Merlin Mann, they're so easy to admire from a distance. Uh, okay. actually living like that sounds, uh, tough. uh sounds tough. Exhausting. You probably want to make slightly more money. It, um, there's a Todd Barry joke, uh, about it when he just said, he's like, imagine just being the bass player of, uh, and only playing $5 shows and just one day just go, what about six dollars? What about six dollars? So I don't have to be uh, forty years old and have a roommate. No. What do we got? So in any case, in any case, the owner of the Wizards, for correctly uh, saying that uh, Fugazi has uh, uh, done so much for the DC community, which is uh, correct, they have uh, sort of wants to bring them together to honor them and have them play a show. Uh, in the Wizards Arena. And it's actually not the sort of idea I would ever expect someone <laughs> who owns any American sports franchise to think of, to think of this extremely specific band and uh, have them want to do this. But um, I don't think they'd do it. What if it was like, did, did you say how much they were talking about for ticket prices? Well, the thing is... It's free. I think they'd do it, maybe. Maybe if they could do it for free... Um, and it is, uh, or, uh, do it as a charity thing. I mean, it is kind of an unbelievable opportunity to play 
uh, one more show in some in a venue that fits eighteen thousand people. Just listen, and I know this isn't. Gonna, we'd like to give you a million dollars to play the show. We won't charge anyone any, and I just want you guys to have some money. Just please take this money from my wallet. No one gets charged. I'm just going to pay you. You need to make money. I th- you have to make money. Well, the, I, they're they're all doing fine for themselves. I'm, they've all carved out uh, careers outside. The, Ian still runs the the label after all. Any case, um, I guarantee no other professional sports owner has heard of Fugazi, in except how uh, during timeouts teams will play waiting room over the PA, which they've talked about and said that they never gave anyone permission to do that. You're going to have to uh, pick a Fugazi song to put in the show. I, I really don't know, like, any Fugazi. We'll throw a few in there. Okay. Well, um, uh, oh, sorry. Well, uh, yeah, we'll give you a great 30-second introduction to, to one of them. Uh, now, this is the closest we're getting to a, a subject I'm very... Uh, I'm not healed yet. Uh, this is a tweet from Arkansas Fred. And says, guy is calling into 97.5 from the cemetery to talk about the Sixers. His mother was murdered three months ago. Insane city. That is a pretty... <laughs> well, my mother was also a very big Sixers fan. Um, 97.5 is... The whip is, ni- is 94.1, That's the fan. That's right? the fan is 97.5. That's the one missing Nelly's 94. on? 94.1 is w- oh, the whip. Yeah, WIP. Yeah, missing Nelly's on the fan. And so are the Sixers. Hang on. <coughs> Cough button. Oh. Oh. If I, again, if we had a professional setup, if we went to that Brooklyn podcasting studio that followed me on Twitter yeah. and charges like $200 an hour, yeah, dude, again, I, if, if we were ever going to get into some scam business, we should have known a couple years ago that basically as soon as cereal happened, we should have gotten some small business loans and opened up a podcasting studio and charged so much money. Just to have me edit your podcast. It's like, hey, I don't know if we can probably get a microphone to work. I don't know. I think we can use Skype maybe. Years of experience. You have. I do have I have more experience you than quite literally have years of experience. You have almost three years experience. We could probably use Skype. It'll probably work fine. I, we might have to at some point hire an audio guy who could like actually tell. We're just a business end. We're, we're, yeah, we're both. We're both the talent. ideas men. Yeah, I'm an ideas man, Michael. So, uh, and I think having people come in and do their podcast, which it's it's very funny to mock the concept of any other podcast while you're on your own. <laughs> these guys have a fucking. <laughs> yeah, these guys have an Instagram podcast. It's gonna fucking fail. But to have people come in and they're just all doing my favorite murder but worse i think that would kick ass and you just sit there and um, it's about the industry and just have to not get mad at it and you're just not allowed to say how much you hate it and you just great. edit it and they're just like $200 please and you're good sounded great and we just got to keep the investors happy that's number 1 oh if the shareholders are pleased you have a lot of leeway well not the share we're, we're, oh <laughs> the fucking rip off podcast studio ipo yeah, me, me and you at the New York Stock Exchange ringing the bell. <laughs> Got two hands above my head, just fist pumps. <laughs> oh, that that'd be so good. What was that like? Uh, yeah, it would be the the podcasting Theranos. Yeah, we uh, we were both like Tim and Eric characters at that point. Like, 
We're, the, we're just them from Billion Dollar Movie. We both have we both have fake teeth. We both get veneers. Just <laughs> I'd love to get veneers. Give me some veneers. Just in my room at night, just two hands on my forehead, just like, I'm going to get fucking found out. Just <laughs> constantly stressed beyond belief. It's like, seriously, all I do is plug this shit in a garage band. Just the two of us with our giant teeth just sitting there and just feel like the wolves are at our door. Just <laughs> with their giant teeth. Like, there's fucking interference on their podcast. I'm like, I don't know why. Yeah, it's got to be something on your end. I don't know. I'm like, why the fuck is there interference? What's going on? K- kicking three escorts out of your room because you need you need to be able to think. <laughs> Clear my head. <laughs> you're spiking a whiskey bottle at the wall because your podcast operated because people found out that you don't actually know how to uh, make them successful on their podcast. That uh, I, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but um. But the what I'm basically describing is is shown better in um in I think you should leave in the minimally invasive spine surgery um uh, sketch when he goes to get his money back from Connor O'Malley um because he told him that he had a hit song for him to sing and then he tells him that the, he he's sorry that it didn't take off but he's got another one and. Like that. You're not the first person who talked about. So you think you should leave? What is that? Uh, I think you should. It's a it's a sketch show on Netflix. It's very good. Uh, you can get through the whole thing in like two hours. They're all oh, okay. fifteen minutes a piece. And, and Conor O'Malley's in it briefly. He's in two oh, okay. sketches, but that is uh, one of my fa- that is uh, that's my favorite little thing in it. Um, is when he's him just telling two just miserable middle aged men that he can make them singing stars <laughs> and having them sing just the worst songs imaginable. And this is all happening inside a uh, minimally invasive spine surgery commercial. It's part of the infomercial. I'll have to check this out. It's very good. There's a lot going on. I, I, I'm confused, but it sounds okay. I am confused. People love it. Uh, we're going to go on to show more replies. We've got some bad comments and just very... See, now, you, you bring up points every once in a while, and you're completely correct, um, because I don't know what about this is replies. I guess I guess this Israeli guy... Uh, yeah, it's not really a reply. Replied it's more to just everyone? Thread. Yeah, this is just like a thread, then, yeah, well, whatever. We're, we're, we're skipping it, then. No, we're not skipping it. It's a weird guy, though. This guy, I don't like him. You want to read the first tweet? Yeah, this is from uh, Rachel Millman from uh, from WrestleSplania. She goes, may as well update normal people in the wrestling world. An Israeli fan showed up to a Japanese women's promotion, acted so poorly that the company had to make a tweet saying, don't do this. And he got upset and was replying to all tweets he can find about it like this. And yeah, there is uh, like he's just going up with an Israeli flag. And like if the I. <laughs> If the wrestlers are not wearing enough, he's holding the flag over them while hold, uh, uh, posing for pictures, and he'll have them hold up signs, and then he's just like pixelating out their midriff when they're standing there. And it's a very... Um, I don't really know what this guy's message is. Um, because he likes wrestling, but he also... I can't read... Modesty. I can't read Hebrew, so I don't know what the sign says. Um, but I... 
if you're, if, a professional if you're bothered, wrestler, if you're sorry. bothered by women's bodies, it's odd that you would uh, be find so much appeal in wrestling. Yeah, it's all TNA. Not anymore, but definitely the classic wrestling. The cla- wrestling, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it was the it was the divas division forever, and now and you can uh, look whether or not the women's division is taken as seriously as it should be by uh, by WWE. Um, look, I don't know enough to even talk about that, it, but it's taken more seriously than it was. Um, but I don't get, I don't get what this guy's trying to do. Uh, and he was just yelling at people on Twitter, and I just, and like, I taking guess on all comers. I was my first thought was like, if you like went and like tried to save people like in a strip club, like if you tried to like go in and talk to the strippers about God or whatever, but like at a strip club, like you would get beat up for that. Like they got guys who would drag you out of there. Yeah, you're probably like, not getting the sign in there. At wrestling, I mean, the wrestlers are you know big and all that, but there's not like going to be a guy who. Uh, you know what? Actually, there's probably a lot of guys around that are wrestling promotion that could kick that guy's ass. But I don't know if they would feel like they could in the way that like strip club security feels like they could. I feel like they probably just still have security guards because you don't want your. What, are you gonna have one of the wrestlers like escort a guy no, out? Wrestler. There's. St- I mean, Rassler. but there's there's security. There's a bunch of like yeah. grizzled teamsters around and, no, and stuff. Sure but I I think to I assume up. and. Um, uh, if anybody, any uh, strip club security guards listen to this, let, let us know. But I, I, ha- I work under the assumption that if the cops show up to the strip club after like you've thrown a guy out, they're taking your side of that story a hundred times out of a hundred. Yes, there's no question of what happened here. Like if somebody gets beat up by strip club security, they just immediately are just like, yeah, we, yeah, got, right. we, we got him. Don't worry, he, that guy's out of here. All right, so I've never thought about that before, but like. Uh, acting up in a strip club does seem like genuinely the worst idea. I feel like you will get your ass kicked pretty bad. And also trying to, I, I right up along those lines, would be trying to think you can just like snatch a chip at a casino. Yeah, They're gonna catch you. Gonna get got. Uh, the, the first time I ever went to a casino uh, in Turning Stone, New York, when I was nineteen years old, I uh, did not really know how to do anything, and I went to play roulette, and they just have. And, like, I don't know, the, definitely didn't know the timing of, like, how they cash out shit, but you just threw, like, 50 bucks or something on the table. Yeah. And just, like, nobody acknowledged me, nobody did anything, so I stood there for a second, and I was just like, that's, like, a $50 stack of chips right there, and I just went to reach, and everybody's like, no, 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 don't, don't reach for the, yeah, don't ever so Nobody. Reach. Oh, okay, but nobody said anything, and it was 50 bucks, and I can't really <laughs> walk away. Again, that is very much the, um... The Costanza, just I always look out for my paisanos. <laughs> you know, it just nobody saw it if I walk, but he's gonna see me take it back. But I, that's yeah. This is why I can't go to the casino. But just you know, I, I've learned the they'll all, they got nothing but time for you. They they got you. You just leave it there and wait because they want to just make it different colors. You get like blue ones, so they know it's you. Oh, see, yeah. there you go. Yep, I know this now. Uh, all right, there's patient. a video from last week that I never saw, but it was of Tyreek Hill chasing down a kid with autism. Oh, yeah, this is good. From behind. Well, all right, no, okay. The vi- the- Did you get the video? Did you see the video? I didn't get, oh, okay. the, I didn't get the video, but I just, remember, I just remembered the thing. I shouldn't have said anything. Just keep going. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I'm just going to read the uh, the post that I screenshotted. Uh, the real Ty- at at Fish Sports, the real Tyreek Hill shows up. This past Super Bowl, my son, who has autism, was playing a flag football game that Tyreek Hill was a coach in. Kurt Warner threw him a pass, and for no good reason, Hill chased him down and tackled him from behind, not to let him score. And apparently, the video was up for a little while, but it, I didn't get to it fast enough, so I missed it. But uh, I want to talk about this guy at Lofty Goals. Just willing to make every excuse for Tyreek Hill imaginable, uh, which is ironic because the first thing he says in his first post is that he does not want to defend this stuff, but then he is the only person defending this stuff. So it's good to get out there in front. So our first yeah. says, listen, I'm not going to sit in defense and def- don't boy typo right in the first one. Listen, I am not going to sit a defend stuff. Just think about his success. When he was raised, I'm sure he was not allowed to gimme touchdowns with everyone acting like they cannot tackle him. Also, he face planted and tackled your kid. Maybe some uh, he ran out of he ran out of space. Oh, that was posted by Twenty Nine Coast to the Discord. Thank you, Coast. Oh. <laughs> okay, so people got to ruin a nice thing for this kid. To me, it looks accidental. Says uh, at lofty goals. Saying he had said something after the fact, I have no idea. To me, looks like he face planted and accidentally tripped the kid. Then if he said what she says. Maybe he's trying to save face. The audio with his girlfriend are awful. Awful. <laughs> Look. I'm I'm not a lawyer. But um as the 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 defi- when when you serve on a grand jury, they explain the definition of circumstantial evidence to you like 30 times because it gets mentioned all the time where it's just saying, "No, this circumstance the we don't say this to say that he definitely did that. We say this because we just think you should know. And, and just like him here, him demolishing this uh, autistic kid. <laughs> d- does this mean that he beat his son and broke his arm? Absolutely not. Not necessarily. But we're going to let you decide. <laughs> Paint the picture. We're just, we're, yeah, we're just, we just think you should know all the facts. Complete side note. have seen many world-class af- athletes faceplant. Robert Edwards playing sand volleyball, etc. Of course, it happens, and if it did happen, would not a guy like this try to save face? Anyway, this is tiresome. You snowflakes are dogpiling with no information. Thank you, Lofty Goals, for defending Tariq Hill without actually defending him. Thank you, Lofty Goals. Yeah, who absolutely, by the way, who, yeah, didn't, didn't defend anything uh, didn't did not defend anything recent. No. Like the girl, the audio of his girlfriend is awful, and like he obviously did that. But here's the thing: like I don't listen. Let's not, to, I'm like, not saying that he's all bad, and I don't think that he hurt that autistic kid on purpose. <laughs> that's that's a sentence for you. <laughs> it's so unnecessary. It's so much easier to say nothing and it's not so- get involved. It's not really important. What it like. What we don't really need, you don't need to be his character witness here, like going. Why are you here? What, who are you? What are you doing here? This is like, I also like, uh, every college football team has like our high school football team has like a moment where the where an autistic kid like runs through everybody and everybody's having a great time. And this guy is saying that nobody gave Tyreek Hill gimme touchdowns like an autistic kid (laughs) running through. So, like, when confronted with this. Tyreek Hill snaps into fight mode, and he's like, "This motherfucker is not scoring." Well, this is—that's like, the argument here. Yeah, that's like when people say, um, "Just like if I was out, to, if I was doing Make a Wish, I would want them to actually hit me." And it's like, you wouldn't, would you? <laughs> Cut. 
I'd hope somebody said that. Because they're wish. I want JJ Watt to be over real fast. I want JJ Watt to end my life before cancer can. <laughs> Hit me. Hit uh, me. Saying that it is your dream to be killed on the field, though. <laughs> By JJ Watt. Yeah. I want JJ Watt to blindside me and put his helmet in the base of my neck where the tumor is. If you got to pick what way you die, which would you choose? Dude, give me a bunch of painkillers. Like, in all seriousness, just I'll go to sleep. Right? Wouldn't you? Yeah, I guess. Wouldn't hurt. I mean, what if, well, if, uh, you gotta take them all, though? Just a bunch of pills. That's hard. Swat, yeah, but, like, knowing that it's gonna kill you, like, are you gonna, are you just gonna start gagging on them? No, I ain't no bitch. I, I mean, w- I don't want to, I don't want to kill myself anyway, so I'd just imagine if I had to die, that's how I'd want to do Having it. almost died in an accident today. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Uh, when I... So I'm walking home. Walking here. I walk under some scaffolding, and uh, the corner is blocked off. You can't... Uh, the, the scaffolding doesn't just wrap around. The The corner is, is blocked off, and you have to walk out to the temporary sidewalk that they've extended into the street. Now, there's a curb there, so they've had to build a ramp. The first ramp broke. They replaced it with a second ramp that's perfectly smooth. It rained quite a lot today, so when I was walking home, I stepped onto it with uh, with all my weight on my right foot, and uh, as I wasn't going straight down the ramp, I tried to cut across it at a 45-degree angle. I stepped down, and as soon as I plant my foot, it gives way. I slide down, uh, come down ass first on the ramp, which luckily has some give, so it didn't particularly hurt at all. Did you go airborne? Was there a moment where you were floating in air? I'd have to ask the woman behind me. What do you think? I don't think so. I think I skidded the whole way. Okay. So I, I slide down. Yeah, just, just right foot's going. It, um, no, I don't think I ever left the ground. Okay. And then... Um, the cat's in here. Yeah, the cat's been in here. I told her I told her specifically not to do that, and then she went under my bed anyway. <laughs> And now she wants to leave. That's fine. She can always wait. on her schedule. So, so we're uh, so then I'm sitting there. I'm in the in the just in the street. I'm in the lying in the gutter, <laughs> and the woman behind me just sort of look, you know, wanting to ask those words that no New Yorker wants to ever have to ask. Are you okay? Are you okay? Because if the answer is no, that means you're not going anywhere for a long time. Sucks ass. Yeah. Has you, have you ever? Are you okay to anybody? No, I always trust that somebody. I've I've never been alone with someone when someone goes down like that. Like it, like any time that I've ever seen someone who looked very ill or or anything or like somebody like or someone tripped and fell. Um, it's always uh, been around a bunch of other people and someone else already uh, did it first. I I was walking to Court Square Station and there was this guy who was just like. Walking at a forty-five degree angle, leaning against the wall, just going like, "Oh, oh, oh God, no!" Oh, just and uh, and then he fell. Anyone yelling, "Oh God, no!" Is and then he fell, and just so many people just kept walking past this guy at a very, very fast rate. And I was just like, I looked and I locked eyes with this guy who was walking the opposite direction. We both had our hands out to the side and just kind of both at the same time, sort of just like, "We'll do it together." Are you okay, man? He's like, "Yeah, I'm fine. Just help me get back on my feet." And like we tried to pull like, him to his no, feet, he's like, no, I don't that's know. Not what we asked. I don't think we, <laughs> we should be walking right now. 
And the other guy walked away. He was like, "I got um, there's a cop stand down there. I'll go get a cop." He's like, "You better not leave me." He's like, "You better go get Excuse a cop." Excuse me, there's a guy. I can't. I don't know <laughs> what to do with it. As soon as the cops got there, I was like, "You got this? You good? Can I go?" All right. Bye, sir. But he kept trying to get me to like help him up. And like I tried like I said, I after like 5 or so minutes, I tried to help him up, but like he he was not going anywhere. It was just like, "Hey, can you lift me up?" And an easy 200 pounds. Like, "Can you just like, lift me up?" It's like, "Dude, He's Look like, at me. He's like, you know I can't. We both know the answer to this. That my, was my good turn, though. My, I made my, sure that guy didn't die. My boss was telling me on Easter that they were all just standing around, just uh, uh, just drunk in the yard, and uh, and they just hear like a faint just help coming from uh, oh, from no. from like far away, and they just go wander. And a guy was like on his mobility scooter and like got trapped on an uneven paving stone. And then it's just, and it's just a guy just just like facing the wall on a, on a mobility scooter, smoking, (laughs) just not moving. And just like, are you yelling help? And it's like, yeah. Yeah, I need help. And then they, and then they just make sure they like lift it up and sort of uh, move it around for him. And then he can move again. And then he seemed just mad at them. Like, I think, I think out of shame of having to be helped, but it seemed mad that they came and freed him from this paving stone. I like just like a totally helpless guy just sitting there smoking. That's funny to me. It is good. I mean, kind of, you know. Yeah, what else What else are we doing? Might as well smoke. I ain't busy. I think you're going to really care for the the way this guy, Jeff uh, Wiseman, parses this argument. Chris Towers, CBS, has been brought up a couple times in this show. But basically, Chris Towers was responding to a post talking about how, like, where Babe Ruth actually lands in the all-time greatest players argument and Chris Tower says uh, Babe Ruth does not belong in the all-time greatest players argument and uh, because he's not the best player ever just a, a product of like the 20s um, and and this guy Jeff Wiseman shows up and he says uh, it's the distinction between best player ever and GOAT Ruth changed the sport more than just about any athlete ever turned baseball into a national pastime and put up crazy numbers definitely a possible GOAT Greatest does not equal best, though. There have been better players. So he's he wants to call people the best player ever and just have a separate category for GOAT, which, of course, means greatest of all time. How are you feeling about this this argument? Well, you know that this upsets me because of the people who argue that most valuable player um, actually means most valuable to their team and not actually the best. Um, yeah. The a- MVP is, it's, it is not most valuable to your team. Because how can you quantify that? Yes, there is no metric. There is no metric by which to quantify who is most valuable to their team. But who's the goatest to their team? The most goat. Yeah, it's a horrible argument. Yeah, and so like, well, the the only way that I could see it, like, um, if you wanted to, uh, people would hate this, but the one in baseball, you've got war. And you can objectively see who yeah. the, like they, you, you can with math figure out who the most valuable player to their team was. Yeah, but that's that, not sexy because it takes no a defense. Uh, yeah, and and also because it's just it's not left open to interpretation. It's just hard numbers. It doesn't. It does. You can't have a debate about who it's supposed uh, about who you yeah. think it is because it just point six is higher just, than twelve. It just objectively like, is. Uh, yeah, just imagine imagining a man just sitting there going, just like, no, there can be pl- uh, like uh, tons of goats, but there's only one best. And just God damn it! It's, I, we're we're doing a uh, we're doing a a literally thing with with greatest, where it just means whatever you want it to now. Yep. 
So I don't. Um, it's not great. It's not great. But I, although I I uh, I didn't say greatest, but I said when I argued that, that greatness exists on a on a spectrum. Um, yeah, there can be multiple greatnesses. There can be multiple. Yeah, a lot of people can be great, um, but only one can be greatest. And who is it? It genuinely doesn't matter. And I know that having any sort of sports discussion show uh, means that you're opening yourself up. To... The only time I ever really want to talk about who the greatest player ever is is whenever I and I don't even want to talk about it. I just think it's objectively true that like Messi is the best soccer player ever. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly because I hate people who run those Ronaldo Stan accounts so much. Because it's because every time I just tell them that they're defending a rapist, and then it's just some like fourteen year old in in uh, uh, in Jakarta who is telling me uh, that uh, the police don't actually know what they're talking about, and it's always so good. Uh, we're we're done with the show. Although we didn't really say any like uh, actual sports stuff, I want to talk about it a little bit. My heart was broken by the Sixers. This is a sports gossip podcast. The. Uh... Was this the best title race ever in Premier League? I watched Sunday, um, Saturday, whichever day. The the best ever um, was. Uh, this is self serving, but it's true. Um, is when Arsenal won in '89 because they had to go away to because they Liverpool was first, Arsenal was second, and Arsenal had to go and win by two clear goals at uh, at Anfield because. They were tied. Uh, they were going to be level on points. They were going to be level on on goals scored, uh, on goal or on goal difference, and goals scored well, it was a tiebreaker. So Arsenal had to go and win two nil, and they did with the last kick of the game. Michael Thomas. Hmm. We'll we'll pull up the video at the end of this. We won't play it on here. All right. Uh, that's it for us today. Wade jams on SoundCloud. He does our. What is that called? It's a theme song. It's a theme song. It's a theme song. Yeah. Yeah. Dismal Tide playlist on Spotify. Uh, that's Mega Clang. That's Mike. Yeah. Follow- oh, additionally, I should have mentioned this at the front of the show, but the front of the show is just, um, it's a half hour of us trying to find our feet these days. <laughs> so uh, uh, I'm, I've also uh, been doing some sports adjacent writing as well. Uh, I've been posting links to that, but it's on it's on my medium, which is um, Brett from Street Fight called it your coworker's dream journal. And that's not untrue, but you know what? I can write there for free. So I have been, and I don't, know what my the column that i'm writing is actually called i think i'm about i'm thinking about calling it i'm buying a gun because that's become my catchphrase second claptons second claptons is a whole different thing that's a that's a whole big that's a bigger project and i don't want to burn that name on uh, me just uh taking notes on on stuff but i'm having a lot of fun with it so check it out but i think i'm gonna post it on fridays it's Mega Clang on Twitter. I'm Pat and Brendan on Twitter. Our phone number is 505-398-5020. Please uh, just give us a ring. Give Those us a call and hear mind. the magic. Dismaltine69 at gmail.com is our email. Please email us as well. Please email well, us as well. If we you have you. been emailing us, um, I forget to check because no one emails us. Well, okay. So, not you, exactly encouraging. You, Bye. We can be the first. <laughs> Hombres would have taken the stash. I suppose so. Though they was leaving in a hurry. Oh, it's all the goddamn money it dumped. Money and the drugs. It's just goddamn beyond everything. What's it mean? What's it leading to? You know, if you'd have told me 20 years ago 
I'd see children walking the streets of our Texas towns with green hair, bones in their noses. I just flat out wouldn't have believed you. Signs and wonders. But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, the rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. It is not the one thing. Not the one thing.